0: sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first treating employees and customers with respect and helping others succeed now these same CEOs, the mentors want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability success and personal fulfillment in life at work and in business now here's your mentor welcome,
1: I'm Tom Lurie and I will be your host today thank you for joining us Amazon.com has been a major disruptor in many industries. At the same time, it has amassed an impressive number of customers and valuable data sets. Simultaneously, it has been the source of innovation, creating a roughly trillion dollar high cash generating corporation since its creation 25 years ago. What is Amazon's secret? This will be our topic today, and our guide will be guest mentor, Ram Charan. Ram is well-known as the world's premier advisor to CEOs, business unit managers, and boards of directors. He has an unparalleled, up-to-date view of how economies and leading companies work. His 27 books have sold over 3 million copies and includes one of the best-selling business books of all time, which he co-authored with larry Bossidy. it's called execution he has a new book which is just released the amazon management system it is only 160 pages or so it's a quick read but it's very deep it has the same idea of execution in which he and where he and Bossidy described the the then best management system well amazon has replaced that According to Ram's observations over many years, Amazon's system is the best today. This book is destined to be a bestseller. Ram, welcome. As always, it is an honor to be with you. Thanks for sharing your most valuable time with my audience. Where are you today and what are you doing? Tom, thank you. I'm privileged to be on the show I
2: love to talk to the people. Today, I'm in New York, and I'm launching the book, Amazon Management System, today.
1: Well, before we get into the discussion about the book and the Amazon system, let's get a quick update from you. The last time we talked with you, we discussed the structural revolution underway globally and the massive shift to database decisions. Do you have any new observations to make since we last talked?
2: Absolutely. And I am researching it right now. And that is the world order, political order, world trade order, are going through convulsions. The global system of trade is now irreparable, changing. It is not going back. We're going to have more bilateral agreements. We're going to have unending wars among nations from the economy, and it is going to be more volatile. Managing in the volatile economy is going to be a different set of skills business leaders will have to have.
1: I just finished uh, reading Lorianne LaRocco. She's with CNBC. She's got a fascinating book, Trade Wars, which she provides up-to-date information on container traffic. And as you were talking, it reminded me of the book because it appears that this trade war that we're going through may permanently reshape global trade and cause additional structural changes. So two questions. What Any structural changes that you can see in the near future? Uh, And then uh, secondly, what advice do you have for uh, business leaders? You mentioned it's going to require new types of skills. What what would those be?
2: Yeah. First, the structural change has begun because of the trade wars. Now, China announced last week that all equipment, electronic, all software, computers, must be replaced by chinese make in all government missions and government offices
1: that's what mm. yeah I and mean, we're doing the same thing in the united states aren't we
2: on because of two companies right and one has been caught and fined twice other is pending
1: investigation, and
2: one is Huawei. Oh. Huawei is pending investigation. VTE uh-huh. has been fined twice.
1: Yep. So this is have a big impact on business, uh, seeing the uh, patterns of trade change. Uh, I absolutely. i uh, and Laurie Ann and yeah. her book talked about the switches to Vietnam and a number of other places.
2: Yeah, I think the problem is much deeper. And here is a very succinct description. Until now, every single nation has watched for their own interests, my nation first, except America. And America has tolerated the incredible amount of trade deficit India is waking up and refused to sign RCEP. And they have asked Japan to also change their trade balance with India. Until the real trade balancing is done, the war will continue.
1: And, and that seems like we have no uh, visibility on when that's going to end.
2: I don't it's think it's going to so. continue for right some now, time, right? The negotiations between two people, President Trump and President Xi. In India, they have taken a strong stand as of yesterday that the bal- the nations that trade with India, India to be the next largest market, they are not going to suffer trade imbalances.
1: Well, and are you spending a lot of time uh, in Asia now?
2: I spend more than 50% of my time in emerging markets. I go to China twice a month, India five, six times a year, Thailand, Brazil, Japan, I'm there every eight weeks.
1: And for the audience, uh, when you go there, you're dealing with uh, top uh, business leaders, and I would assume Absolutely. now it sounds like some government leaders as well,
2: right? All CEOs. No, not government officials, but all CEOs.
1: All CEOs. So you're getting direct input from what they're seeing oh, yeah. from people Private. on the ground. Private. yeah,
2: Yeah. Private input. They can't go public.
1: Well... We're going to come back and switch gears and talk about the Amazon management system right after the break. We'll be right back with Ram Charan, the world-renowned advisor to CEOs, business unit managers, and boards of directors. We're talking about and going to be talking about the ultimate disruptor and its business engine, the Amazon management system. This is Tom
0: Lory, and this is the Mentors Radio. And now... Back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with Premier Business Advisor Ram Charan, and we're talking about Amazon's management of its business juggernaut that includes individual websites, software development centers, customer service centers, and fulfillment centers around the world. Ram, let's uh, switch gears uh, from talking about the global economic picture and talk now about the uh, Amazon management system, which you detail in your new book, uh, which is the Amazon management system. You characterize Amazon as the ultimate digital business machine that creates extraordinary value for customers and shareholders. What was the catalyst? What got you started uh, thinking about writing this book? What was it that I know somebody just didn't reach out and ask you to do it. You saw this as something that you wanted to share with everybody. So what what triggered that?
2: Yeah, I had begun to follow Amazon in 2007. And I began to see the value to the customer it was creating. At the same time, it was generating a huge amount of cash. And I began to say something different, something new. And then I was in China one day, And one of the largest publishers of Chinese came to me and said, we want a book on Amazon. That's how the book Ah. started. And it is a retail business. I was born in retail, and I could absolutely compare it. And then I realized this is the first leader who's been riding the wave of Internet and, at the same time, the algorithmic technology. And is revolutionizing what is the most basic thing in retailing. Each consumer, each customer is unique. We should serve that customer in a unique way. And we should invent for the customer every time. And make things better, cheaper, faster.
1: Now you, uh, the, 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 the nugget, as you've said, is really this focus on the customer. Talk yep. about this, the obsession with the customer. And I think it would be interesting for you to compare it with what you learned. I believe you were selling shoes on the corner in India. What you learned in the comparisons, uh, because there are some.
2: Yeah. Tom, when I was in the shoe shop, I knew every customer who was a repeat customer, the size of their feet. I would carry four pairs of shoes on a bicycle to go to their home and fit them. I knew it by memory. We did that. We were trusted. We became number one shop in one year from zero because we knew the customers. We were obsessed about the customers. We had low margins. And we were very good. And it financed my education.
1: And and so... What is Amazon doing that uh, takes that to the new level? Yeah, the new
2: level got facilitated with the speed of Internet and with the application of algorithms, which are in some cases 200 years old. They were there. Armies were using. Satellites were using. The, 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 The airlines were using Defense was using. I was exposed to them in 1978 in TRW. They used to call it Fast Finder. I was taking five levels below the ground to see that. But they were not applied to commercial businesses. The first major application was in American Airlines when they created in 1958 a, 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 a way to search That was Randall. Rendall was the CEO. IT guy became CEO of American Airlines. And they created the search engine for finding your flights.
1: Which is the mainstay today for so many things. Uh, This is Tom Moore. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. Today we're talking with Ram Sharan about the six building blocks that propelled Amazon to become a business juggernaut. So the customer-obsessed business model was the cornerstone. Uh, and And they've applied the uh, data and metrics. Now, one of the things as I saw Amazon emerge, and uh, it reminded me of a uh, another book you wrote, and I know you wrote it initially for Ford Motor Company, and it has to do with what the CEO wants you to know. And it had to do with throughput and velocity. Uh, And at the time when you shared that with me, uh, there's really a focus here on maximizing margins, particularly in my industry, which is healthcare industry. And you pointed out that there are other ways to make a lot of money, probably better ways. Could you share with our audience the concept, what that means and how uh, Amazon applied it uh, of uh, throughput and velocity, the concepts? So,
2: Tom, I was taught at the age of 10 by poor people coming into town, collecting young kids, teaching them what they call trade arithmetic. And they taught that the return on investment is margin multiplied by velocity. Velocity means if you go to a retail shop, how many times in a year you can turn your inventory? That's velocity. So if you know how to do that, you can make a higher return with lower margin and high velocity. If you have high velocity in your retail shop, you have a higher throughput for the whole year. That's the concept. So Amazon's velocity is almost three times compared to the traditional retailer in the world because the Internet is able to predict what will be needed, when will be needed, How much will be needed by SKU, by color? And therefore, you're going to have higher throughput and lower inventories.
1: And that gives you many more uh, chances to touch the customer. And also, I would think it increases your, I mean, when you focus on uh, throughput and and velocity, you're also focused on increasing your market share.
2: Uh, There's one thing more. Not only throughput. By using algorithms, you actually also increase the gross margin and cash flow. Without the internet, you could not do it. So his gross margin has been increasing from 20 percent, 30, 35, 38. It has reached 40, and that generated last year 92 billion dollars of hard cash to allocate. This is the power of algorithms
1: power of AI, power of deep learning. So Amazon, you know, was a startup at one time, and certainly today it's not. It's got 750,000 employees, which is hard to com- comprehend managing that many people. I think the most I've managed was just over 3,500, and I've done mm-hmm. far fewer in recent years because I work in the, as a startup uh, CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how... As you grow the company, and, and as we're talking through the management system at Amazon, let's think about, maybe you can give some examples of how this would apply for a smaller company rather than a bigger company, uh, in a way that they should be thinking about uh, the implementation and what they should be focused on.
2: Yeah. See, Amazon started in 1994. It used doors as desks. It was so... Google In about three years he began to generate cash. After that, he didn't have to borrow any money. And so self-funded. So in small businesses, I'm doing that in Brazil, in uh, Thailand, in China, in Japan and in India, where a small business first can get today the digital help at variable cost, largely variable cost amazon google all these people are providing services you pay for what you use when you use them second we have small companies today those who are vendors who will take the front end of the business that means from your factory to the consumer they develop the digitization they get digital data they can create the algorithm most algorithms are free and they will stitch into a platform. And you start servicing the customer. Amazon made it Walmart made a decision, three point two billion dollars, they fired the old people, and now they front the front they fix the front end. It's really moving. And they're not fixed the back end yet. So this way for a large company of that size, three point two billion is a drop in the bucket, but these things are now available at lower cost from the small vendors.
1: Well, when we return, we're going to continue with Premier Business Advisor Ram Charan and continue our deep dive into the success of Amazon.com's management systems. This
0: is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie and I'm with Premier Business Advisor Ram Sharan, and we're digging into the management system that has catapulted Amazon.com to become a global global disruptor while creating a trillion-dollar high cash-generating corporation in less than 25 years. In the last segment, you've touched on uh, cash, and I know cash is a very important uh metric at Amazon let's let's talk a little bit about the importance of cash versus as I grew up in a large corporation uh, you know the net income line uh, and then learned uh, when I got into the startup world the importance of cash we never worried about cash management in a large corporation take us through that yeah
2: so if you are a kid a small shop like my shoe shop at the end of the day we counted cash they didn't have GAAP gap accounting, nothing. Cash was it. No cash at the end of the day, we have a problem. So Amazon started with the premise, cash is it. Unless there's a fraud, you can't it up. EPS is an estimated number for generally accepted principles to compare purposes. There are many assumptions in it. So by managing cash, you have a discipline. So Mr. Bezos says, I don't really care for EPS. I care for cash per share. And that's how he manages it. And that's how they generate cash. And last year, they generated $92 billion, roughly, of gross margin cash. By the way, they used the phrase cash gross margin. And now he has that much money to allocate. So within the three-year period of his start, He started with that to generate cash, use that cash for growth. So I have an example of a very high level employee. Mr. Bezos interviewed him, he liked him, and he went home, talked to his wife to give up his job in a very big company to go to this little company. And she said he was mad. Then he read the balance sheet of Amazon and saw cash and said, when it does its work, it generates cash. It doesn't need any money to grow from outside. And that's how this company built high velocity, high quality decisions at a high scale, increasing gross margin, and lowering prices for the customer. That is a new business model.
1: And when I look at the nine-point management and decision-making approach that they have, which you uh, have in the book, it's fascinating for me when you think about a company of 750,000 people, uh, their approach really parallels uh, approaches that we use in the startup world on cash. Uh, uh, they I'm looking at number five when they forced to choose between optimizing the gap accounting and maximizing the present value of future cash flows they take the cash flows when i talk about the um, uh, expenses and spending wisely and maintaining a lean culture how do they maintain a lean culture with 750,000 people yeah. how do they I mean, reinforce how do they reinforce a cost conscious culture i mean that's got to be really challenging i i've seen young startups get too much money and all of a sudden they blow Blow out the money by, you know, traveling first class and staying in fancy places. How does a big company manage that?
2: Yeah, now this is the secret of an internet based algorithmic company, how they manage it. That means, first, they have total data in one place, single source of truth and totally transparent. Transparency brings discipline. Second. They have hundreds of metrics. There is an owner of each metric, end to end. So that owner, when there is a deviation, that is noted by the algorithms anomalies. They call Jira. They are able to see which one is a deviation, where, and the person accountable for metric is given the empowerment. To go all the way, beginning to the end, what needs correcting. So, 95% of the work of this is done by algorithms, not by human beings.
1: Fascinating. And then these metrics uh, get into the whole um, area of objectives, uh, which uh, for, we'll come back to that in a second. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio, and today we are talking with Ram Sharan about his new book, The Amazon Management System. So I was mentioning that uh, these metrics, that gets into objective setting. How does, and I know they've got a lot of units, so they're decentralized over across a lot of units like we were back in the day at American Hospital Supply, where I grew up. How how do they set objectives in that corporation? How do they take them down to the lowest level? I realize they've got the algorithms, but how do they start at the top level and where they want to go? Yeah,
2: first thing is that A great thing only I know Jack Welch ever did is that what you're doing today, its creation was done two or three years ago. It's a very important insight. Second, you're looking at the market space seven, ten years out. How big is it? And then say, what is the customer market need? And how do we penetrate? Where do we put our cash to improve algorithms? But first, what is the convenience? Deliver in two days, deliver in one day, deliver in 15 minutes. Those things are guiding. And the algorithmic uh, 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 algorithms create all this all the way down. What no company has done is Amazon, Measures inputs, not just outputs, and his argument is that the inputs are right at the same time. At the right time, outputs will come. So there could be more than one thousand metrics for a given situation.
1: As so give me an example. Give, give me an example of what you, when you say measure inputs, what would be an input or two that they would very measure.
2: Simple. Uh, my friend was assigned to do the delivery of fresh in one day. So drivers have been called in with a delivery station. Input. How many drivers? Uh, Input. Got it. Time lost for a driver waiting to get delivery from the station. Input. What is the efficiency rate of the drivers?
1: Got it. Well, we're going to come right back and continue this discussion with Ram Sharan on the uh, Amazon management system, which is the ultimate business engine. If you have any questions or feedback, call anytime at 844-810-8255. That is 844-810-Talk. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio.
0: And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with Ram Sharan, and we're discussing his insights on what has propelled Amazon.com to be the juggernaut on the world stage that it is today. Ram, in the last uh, segment, we were talking about metrics. We've talked about uh, AI, we've talked about uh, a lot of things related to throughput and so on. Now, So now the other problem with a company the size of Amazon and it, they're growing, how did they go about hiring people, retaining people and maintaining a culture? I would think that's a gigantic challenge. It is.
2: But the foundation was laid in 1994. First premise, The world changes every day and people's skills must increase every day. Mindset should open every day. So when companies become larger, there happens more complexity, more complacency. So Amazon developed a new method. Anytime they recruit somebody, eventually, before the final recruiting, there is somebody who's called bar raiser. He is trained, certified, and he gets all the data, everything, or she gets all the data, everything, interviews the person. If that interviewer finds the person not going to raise the bar, he has the veto write, And that happens. Second, In selecting people, they have now a divisional lady as the senior most CHRO chief human resource officer. She now has 600 engineers under her to do all the HR, all the people, all the culture, all the metrics. Of course, there are always problems in every large company, but the agility, the speed, and this rhythm every two weeks Looking at the metrics, all the management, those rhythms permit so far to retain the culture high velocity, high quality decisions, customer obsession, no matter what. That remains the culture of this company.
1: It sounds like a small company, just in the, or not small company, rather large company, just an HR. Uh, now one so you just touched on high quality high velocity decision making let's let's switch gears and talk a little bit about that <clears throat> you recently wrote an article that got published on uh, this as it, res, as it relates to Amazon and you you start out by talking about the two ty- the, within Amazon there they have to recognize there's two types of decisions. what are those? there are two types type number
2: one, it required a lot of deliberation, a lot of thinking, and 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 willing to take some risks. It could be longer term. Type two is a decision. If you made a mistake, you can go around the door and come back. It is empowered. You don't need bureaucracy. There you have transparency of data. You have end-to-end metrics. All these things are visible. Make a decision. Go forward. Unlike companies, old companies, GE, AT&T, DuPont, Siemens, there are no coordination councils, no standing committees. You cut a ton of bureaucracy. Because in those days, they had no transparency of data, no end-to-end metrics. There were silos. They couldn't do it. They, nobody could make decisions without input from everybody. And those were the councils; those were the committees. We don't need them anymore.
1: And you noted that uh, they don't wait for everyone to agree. So apparently there are decision makers that carry the responsibility that can execute as they see fit yeah, after they they've gotten enough in, After they've gotten the input. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Disagree, but commit because the accountable part is totally visible. But they accept failure. You learn from failure.
1: Yeah, that was one of the things that's really interesting and that gets at another question about how they're so interesting from an innovation standpoint. You know, in my field in healthcare, they just uh, acquired a company uh, to, so they can ship out uh, drugs uh, to people in packets. Uh, which is you sit back and think about where they started and where they're going. Where does that innovation come from?
2: Yeah. They got ideas from all the people. This idea of Prime came from a low-level software engineer. It was poo pooed by many. They sort of grabbed it, developed it. And so the ideas come data, intuition, observation, And he also does crowdsourcing for ideas (coughs) that comes to him. There is no lack of ideas. You observe a consumer for pain points.
1: Yep. And this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio. We're talking with Ram Sharan about his new book on Amazon and its disruptive management system. So the innovation, that's always uh, a great interest. The hiring, which we've talked about, and how they raise the bar, which I find fascinating. <clears throat> One of the things that gets a lot of press is the six-page narrative that Bezos requires people to read. Or to, there's no PowerPoints. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that and the, and the impact that that's had. Yeah. First, no
2: bullet points. PowerPoint and no PowerPoint. Tom, at Northwestern, I used to teach my classes to write in two pages. I would grade them myself. I get feedback today from those kids who become big guys and say, this is the best discipline we ever had. And so when you write a narrative in six pages, in full sentences, it forces you to clear your mind, show the nuances. And therefore you don't make presentation, you sit together, read it together, and then ask incisive questions. It takes less time, more productive, higher return on people's investment. I'm used to it. I do it for my CEOs, I've done for ATT chairman, write the whole thing in one page. I write the strategies in one page.
1: That's quite a discipline. As I as I say. I would have written you a short and, shorter letter if I had more time.
2: That's right. That's right.
1: So well, I'm when we return, we're going to. it now.
2: I do it now. It's a skill. I can do it. Well, when we talk. return. So you see this book? this book? you have six building blocks. It picks up the whole thing of a very big, very large trillion-dollar company in multiple industries.
1: and this book is what about 100 pages long and takes 2 hours to read i think you mentioned i maximum, I t- maximum. took, it's less took than 40, me a little took me a little longer i made a lot more notes <laughs>
2: there you go
1: but it's great when when we come back, we're going to talk, uh, continue our deep dive into Amazon. Uh, like us on Facebook at TheMentorsRadio.com. You will find all of our show notes and links at thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the
0: Mentors Radio Show. And now, back to the mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I am with Ram Sharan, considered to be today's top global business advisor. He is known as the secret weapon for those seeking continuous innovation and business success. Uh, this is our last segment. What um, other little gems would you like to share with the audience uh, in this segment that I haven't covered? Yeah. Does anything uh, come to mind?
2: The other major nuggets about amazon is that first it's not a conglomerate second it is continuing to develop new algorithms new deep learning new insights in the consumer across the globe and moving into countries like india in a bigger way and they think seven to ten years out where if you're thinking today There is no competition that is thinking 7 to 10 years out. So the cash they generate is so much more to fund these innovations going forward. They have learned that building an ecosystem is a great advantage. And they will continue to do so. The third-party sales kick their butt on the things they themselves sell from their own vendors. So here, this whole thing, this culture of day one, is a real nugget. Jack Welch used to have in GE: every day is a new day. And the simple part is, the new economy is created every second, and some of the old businesses begin to die; they get discontinued. So this day one mindset, right from the top is a big nugget, and that it is enforced through two-week, bi-weekly meeting, what's new? What is the new thing we got to do? What thing we need to cannibalize, not have it? When they were developing the books online, they took the guy who was doing it on the stores and put him in charge to cannibalize the older stuff. That is the spirit in day one. It's the
1: big nugget, and as you're talking, I was thinking again about uh, smaller companies, startup companies, and how they bring this type of culture into their company and I know i I just recently read an article that was in The Wall Street Journal that Amazon has become a breeding ground for both CEOs and entrepreneurs uh, and American Hospital Supply back in my day, as you know, over years, uh, we seeded a lot of the healthcare companies uh, in the United States. But these are concepts. Uh, I mean, they have to be adapted to the size you're at. And I suspect getting some people that understand algorithms and IT, either as advisors or on your board, or it seems like that would be a, a recommended course for people to start making, integrating some of this into their companies.
2: Number one, any decision that can be digitized will be digitized. Every company will be a platform or a part of somebody else's platform. Do not delay, start now. It's not expensive. Second, find people who will teach you algorithms. I have companies that go to MIT one day a month to learn those, CEOs themselves. So they better open their mind to see what is impossible is possible today. It is the new fundamental for every business. Either you have somebody you trust who knows it, has a business mind, or you learn. If you don't, you won't imagine those things. Algorithms are not just for cost reduction or velocity or throughput. It is inventing for the customer and increasing the margin at the same time.
1: Thank you. I've got one last question. I wish I had asked it on an earlier show. Who was your most important mentor uh, throughout your career?
2: Uh, I would say throughout my career, I was in Australia. I was 19 and a half, four years, and my boss's boss reported to the CEO. And he saw something in me when I was challenging him in business. I did a couple of assignments. I was a draftsman, but assignment in business. So he spent almost twice a month, four hours with me. And the CEO opened the doors of the company for me to see anything. That was the building block for me.
1: Well, that's great. We're going to have to cut it off. That's uh, it until next week. Our guest today has been author, speaker, and world-renowned advisor to business leaders world round, worldwide, Ram Charan. We've been talking about his book, The Amazon Management System, which is available wherever books are sold. You will find a link to the book on our website. You will also find him on YouTube, where many of his lectures and talks have been posted. Thank you, Ram, for joining us. Thank you.
2: Delighted to be on it. Thank you.
1: It has been a pleasure again to spend time with you. Remember, if you tuned in late, you can listen to this and past shows by downloading podcasts by going to our website, TheMentorsRadio.com. When you're there, make it easy on yourself and subscribe to future shows. Thank you for listening. We will be back next weekend at this time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio Show. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness.